part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal comes to you on a Monday morning. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Baby face Joel Solomon producing this mess. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting. They're my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren the Parley Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How we doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Well, we got ourselves a Super Bowl, guys. Rams 49. No, not Rams 49ers. That was yesterday. I'm always living in the past. Rams and Bengals, just like we called it in late August. Every <laughs> one of us, right? We said it. Wow. I don't know how this came to be. Minus four. Rams, basically a home game. 49. The over, under. Harry out there. Harry's coming to us from Hawaii. Another big, uh, another big trip. Yep. Wearing his big Kool-Aid tie-dye sweatshirt. Not like the one he wore on the plane yesterday. Oh no, it's got it's the same one, I'm sure. Uh, same one. Yeah. But Harry bragging <laughs> all over the internet about about picking the scores right for both games. Good job, good job. Except you had uh, the wrong team winning both. I had them reversed, but they still. I had the scores reversed, but still went four and zero. If you went by the spread, I was four and zero with the totals and the sides. But in your bragging, you didn't mention that you had the wrong. You know, like oh. people have to dig that up to see that. You got to dig it up. I, I you got to go this to, week. You got to go to back that corner to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got to go you that. It'd be nice if you gave the scores out on the thing that actually pays you. But okay. So <laughs> best back corner. Whatever. Uh, I gave up. But listen. So how about how about six and one in playoff games with my videos during playoff playoff uh, games? Six All and right. one in videos. What does he have here? Not only would you have went. Good English. Four for four on the side in total of games. But how about predicting the exact scores of both games? You are welcome. 27, 24, 27. Best Burr corner. Didn't even spell the, the, the uh, what a mess. I didn't? And John really? Jastrzemski. Yeah, Jastrzemski. You got also, I think you think you're on Facebook here. I don't know what you, you think you're doing here. But anyway, you predicted the scores right. A, a guy actually picked the correct yeah. score with Crazy. the correct teams winning. 2017 Rams, 27, 24 Bengals. It was a FanDuel bet. He paid, how, uh, it was 20 bucks, paid what? 579000 How crazy was that? $20 for five hundred. I've never seen shit. anything like that, right? Have you Holy ever seen? That's, no. that, that's the biggest one I've ever seen. He parlayed them together. And listen, who knows the wow. backstory? Maybe he had four or five of these at $20. So he's not actually clearing that. No, no, it's still crazy. It's nuts. Oh 500. Do we get paid from FanDuel now? I don't know if we do. I don't know if we do. They might be out of money here. 579,000, Pauly Kid, on those exact scores. And, of course, a zillion things could have gone wrong uh, for those to be different. Wow. Oh, man, that's not, That's a nice score right there. Just once. Uh, good for him uh, or her, whoever it was yeah. that won. We're going to uh, try to track this person down, him or yeah, her. I mean, that's, yeah. that's how you do it. Not like Harry. I mean, you, you got to nail it. You got to nail it perfectly. Yeah, the, the exact score for different teams paid zero for the wrong teams, but this pays five seventy nine thousand. I went with I'm you a little bit. I'd rather the winners than the scores, but this is uh, we're gonna buy. Speaking of uh, big winners, T.J. Hushmanzada, former Bengals, great wide receiver, right there. We sat with him at the uh, SoFi Stadium, and the Bengals are now back to SoFi. I don't know if he's a jinx. Brother Bry or what? But we were there when Oregon State played Utah State. And now I imagine he's going to be there again 
for when the Bengals, his Bengals, take can on the we, Rams. Uh, can we get that box again? Can we get that sweet? Uh, wouldn't Super that be Bowl? great? <laughs> wouldn't that be sweet? Uh, I want to congratulate Tommy Olive, won our prop quiz. He had seven out of 10. He's very close with the uh, tiebreaker, too. So that's it. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. We're going to have a big, big, big contest for the Super Bowl. All right, let's dive into these games. Again, congrats, Harry. Your Bengals, your fifth favorite team is going to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think you didn't catch any of the game, right? I mean, it's, it's I did not catch game. anything, but I did. Uh, Ken did pay for the uh, Wi-Fi on the plane, which was twenty nine dollars. I chose not to so figuring like, why should I cha- Why should I pay the twenty nine dollars for the Wi-Fi when he's uh, updating me with the game? So I, I kind of knew what was going on throughout the game. All right. Well, that's an important um, detail that no one needed to know. So you could have but you had the Wi-Fi on the plane and you you followed it a little bit. Yeah. Going to Hawaii, it shuts down. It's very touch and go. Let's go over our bets here. Um, I have Mahomes more passing yards than Burrow. That one I had Bengals first half. Boy, I couldn't have been more wrong about the flow of this game. I thought the Bengals would get out to a big lead. The Chiefs would make a comeback. The game would stay under. I was right about the under, but I had Bengals first half. That was a loser. Harry, you went one and one, right? You had Mahomes over touchdowns. Oh no, no. Parley Kid. Oh, you had uh, Parley Kid went one and uh, two and zero, oh, right? Mahomes oh. over two and a half touchdowns and his longest pass. Uh, didn't he hit hard? Oh yeah, on a long two pass? and zero oh yeah. on my props. Had a good day on my props yesterday. Didn't hit my. Uh, uh, and those props were over before the first half was over. So yeah, uh, that was really nice. But uh, the fact that I had the Chiefs minus seven kind of cancels that all out for the most part. But yeah, they would add some nice winners there. So. I mean, we could talk about this, but 21-3, it really did seem like they were toying with them. I didn't even look at the live line. What was Cincinnati's live line, their best number there? I mean, I looked in overtime and everything else when it was uh, getting close, but were they 10, 15 to 1, Bri, at one point? They, 21-3? They, yeah, they had they had to be. I mean, they, yeah, what would Kansas City have been at that point? They're oh. minus a few thousand at that point. No, you couldn't have done three. it. Harry, you went uh, one and one with your props? You did. Okay. And yeah, I got the result right. Plus seven and a half. You did also. Uh, but again, I was wrong about the way this was going to go. Mm-hmm. And we could talk mm-hmm. about a parlay kid. And I don't know. I, I, the, the, what was it? Nine seconds, nine seconds. Mahomes had, and we're like, all right, he has two plays plus the field goal. This is right before half. Right. Uh, right. Except that second play could not have been why was Tyreek Hill even in the flat? Like that should not be a route, right? Because the one thing you can't do there is get tackled in bounds. It's a mystery, Sal, right? So, uh, yeah, was that the, that was obviously the turning point in the game. I mean, there's other things that happened in the second half, but there's something about whatever happened there. Um, I, I would I wouldn't think that Mahomes would be a type of a guy who would lose his confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it does creep into him at some point, especially when the game gets to maybe 21-13. He's probably saying to himself at some point, oh, my gosh, is that play going to really come back and get me? Like, I I didn't think it was, but it looks like it's going to. It's got to play a part in the way he played the rest of the game. Um, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you're thinking you're almost thinking they could get th- like three plays off. Right. So pe- some people are like, why did they just take the points with five seconds left? Well, you ran the first play and it took you four seconds. So technically, right. you really shouldn't have a problem running a second play and having a second or two to kick. Uh, yeah, a you got to be quick. Anyway, it's so got to be four it's seconds. It's just got to be ball throw. That's it. Um, I don't know what the heck happened there. That was that was abysmal. Uh, I personally think that this game was more about the Chiefs losing 
than Cincy winning. I don't I, I say think, it to I, TJ's Cincy's, face. He'll be on in 10 minutes. <laughs> Cincy's, Cincy's defense was phenomenal. But yeah. I'm not really sure if Cincy's offense wasn't clicking on all cylinders yesterday. It certainly wasn't. Right. Um, the numbers the numbers tell that it wasn't clicking on all cylinders. Um, it was it was really the second half adjustments. I only wish, and you know, for as um, <clears throat> as good as Romo is doing those games, I wish they could have said, like, what adjustments did he see the Cincinnati had made on mm-hmm. defense that was causing Mahomes so many problems? Well, they were dropping was, eight apparently in the second half. Like that was a big. Uh, that was apparently what was going uh, but on. Brian yeah, we, didn't hear that we were watching. Well, they, they were I, dropping eight in the first half. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I got to tell you, like, uh, first of all, back to the first half, how it ended 20, you know, you know, you kick a field goal there and you get the ball in the second half. I said this on Simmons, you kick a field goal in that possession. It's kind of the same as scoring a touchdown, right? Now you're all over them. But in the second half, boy, it was so much so similar to the first time they played, right? They were up two touchdowns twice against the Bengals. Exactly. And they came back and they just, I don't know, the Chiefs scored three points, I think, in the second half in that game, right? Yeah, they did. Uh, same kind of thing here. It was unbelievable. And when you get to the level of Patrick Mahomes, it must suck that you can't just have a bad half, right, Parley Kid? Or you, you can't. It has to be like, okay, so he had a concussion or his hand was sprained or uh, or something, broken hand, concussion. Did he get COVID at halftime? like, he can't just have a bad game. But those passes were sailing. You know, that that mm-hmm. route where, you know, where Kelsey just jogs into open space just wasn't there any of the second half. And yet they Strange. won the coin toss and they were minus 200 to win the game. <laughs> right. You would have thought for sure that was, it was over there. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I, in the Buffalo game, it definitely felt that way. Right. In terms of just the way they moved that ball mm-hmm. yesterday's game was just weird. I mean, the chiefs just from that second half, I mean, they, they really struggled except for like that last drive in regulation. So I wasn't like, I, I thought they were going to pu- put up points. I wasn't necessarily 100% positive they were going to score a touchdown, though, there. I thought maybe you'd see a field goal. But, yeah, um, yeah. no, that was – that was. I mean, it was, was shocking. Um, and also the fact that our f- friend Trevor was uh, yelling at me. He basically was embarrassing me on the Texas chin for me picking the Bengals all yeah, week long. Yeah, big Chiefs fan. Big Chiefs all fan. All week long. Yeah. And uh, he jinxed them during the game when they went up 21-3. Going, so shout, shout out to Trev for that Yeah. One. Uh, that look, is though. unbelievable. Well, well, yeah, God. Look, I was just going to mention that. Like I said, was getting updates. I mean, you would think Andy Reid would have learned from. And listen, I slam him all the time, and you guys defend him. I'm just going to say that you would think that he would have learned, maybe because it's a mental thing, like you said, Sal, with a field goal before half that happened against uh, against him when Staley didn't get the points for the Chargers in that Thursday uh-huh. night game towards the end of the season. You got to get those three points there. And now another year is wasted with Mahomes, and, and uh, Andy Reid blows it again, not getting it done. Didn't win. And they're out of the not even in the Super Bowl this year. And he blew it a lot with Philadelphia when he had the chances in championship games, which he blew to. He lost to Dell home. He lost to Tampa when Tampa hadn't lost uh, a game, hadn't won a game in under 40 degree weather, lost in there against Arizona in the AFC, in NFC championship game and blew it yesterday. I think he's three and six in, in championship games. And now to his credit, Parley Kid, we went over this last night with Simmons. This was the biggest the biggest letdown, the biggest choke job in an AFC championship game, right? I mean, you can't remember. I mean, you got you got the best quarterback in the game and you're up 21, you know, you're up 
uh, three scores. Like this is uh, this is going to be oh, hard to man. top. It's a sleepless offseason yeah, for sure. I, I I'm glad I'm not a Chiefs fan. We we've seen this happen on you know with our Cowboys and stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Um, leads being blown and leads that you never thought you could lose. You lost, mm-hmm. especially going. You know, you go back seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. We we saw that all the time. Um, but as a Chiefs fan, yeah, I think the, you have to start saying to yourself, and the Chiefs will be back. I mean, Mahomes is going to eventually be back, but you don't know when that's going to be. You have to take advantage of your opportunities when they're there. You're up twenty-one to three. Obviously, the odds were uh, greatly in your favor. That you seem like you couldn't be stopped. You were running the ball effectively. You were throwing the ball all over the field. Uh, and then it just goes, uh, what happens? We see this happen. It kind of happened with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year, but a lot of that was because their line had major breakdowns. I, I know in the second half, you could say uh, the Chiefs line, a lot, Mahomes was holding the ball way too long at times. And yeah. that's what led to the, what led to the sacks. D, um, D, by the way, I just want to throw in Trey Hendrickson. What a pickup, free agent pickup from the Saints. The guy had a sack and a half uh, yesterday. He's had 12, uh, 12 sacks in his last 13 games. Uh, he's been and what a job by the offensive line too. knowing that they uh, on the flip side, the offensive line for Cincinnati, knowing they got sacked six, nine times against Tennessee last week uh, and then turned it around and only got sacked once. And they sacked Mahomes four times. Actually, great job by both lines of Cincinnati. Well, that that to me was the real difference, aside from the halftime, not going up 24, 10 and then whatever. But uh, the elusiveness, I mean, Burrow became Mahomes. We always say like when Mahomes scrambles yeah. and does the spin thing and spins in and out. And then when he's on the move, he's got the defense dead to rights. He really does. He's either running for right. nine yards or he gets to that second level. There's always a guy open. He was doing those spin. He was getting at it. Yeah. It was one time I was like, oh, my God. All right. What, what's it going to well, be? Whatever you want. Couldn't do it. I, I- and, and, I, I and think Burrow was doing just that. It was incredible what we were watching. I, I think the biggest plays Burrow made were was not with his arm, but with his legs. The yeah. biggest plays he made. He made two runs uh, that I can recall. And one of them, I remember saying to Brian, I said, mm-hmm. that if they win this game, since he, it was because of that run, when he kind of got out of it, then high-stepped out of the dive from the player, mm-hmm. uh, yep, scrambles yeah. for the first time. Because he had some huge runs that he made. Uh, to his credit, his kid's got a lot of moxie, a lot of talent. Just he's saying, he's Tony Romo, Pollock, and I know you've said it before. We, we well, do I would say that, him. but he's probably better than Romo. Dare I look right? back so about Burrow? So he's probably when, better than Romo. Yeah. I mean, Dare I look back I mean, Burrow, about Burrow when we, uh, back when he was at LSU, the game against Texas is when it all turned for him. That game, remember that when we went over that game? How great he was, the numbers he put in up in Austin in that game, and since then, he, that's when he was, uh, he wasn't even on the board yeah, for, he's, for, he's for, for kinda, Heisman. And look he's what he's got done that, since. He's got that it factor that you just he's can't a winner. teach. He's a winner. He's just got it. He's just got it. And um, and yet uh, out know, of the big quarterbacks, I I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make it back again. Right? Well, out of uh, I said that in a text yesterday. I said yeah. I would never. I wouldn't be surprised if this is his one shot. Yeah, because I mean, it, it seems to be harder for him. him and Mahomes than, are the same age. Yep. Yeah. You know, all I mean, these guys he, are 24, 25. You know, Herbert, so saying, you know, I mean, right. He, May never make it back. This is his one shot. Go Rams. Josh Allen. Yeah, for sure. Um, the third quarterback in NFL history to have multiple game-winning drives in a single postseason in a year one or year two. Brady and Warner, who won the Super Bowl, are the others. Yeah, it was really spectacular. And then Evan McPherson, you can't say enough how clutch he is. 11 for 11 in the playoffs. I mean, there's no... the. What's the uh, what's the hockey um, uh, postseason award? It's not the Conn Smythe. Is it Conn Smythe? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's Conn Smythe. Smythe. Yeah. That takes into account the whole playoffs, right? You almost would have to give it to Evan McPherson over any, I know they would give it to uh, Burrow, but I'm 11 for 11. Clutch, clutch field goals. Amazing. You really can't uh, say enough. And then the Zach Taylor parlay kid, we talked about it when we met McVay. What year was that when we met McVay at Jimmy Kimmel Live? Uh, seventeen. It'll be, it'll be three years ago this summer. Is that it? it? Eight, I would say, I would say it was eighteen or nineteen. So four years. I no. say it's nineteen, twenty nineteen. Well, it was Zach Taylor's first year, and the only reason I remember is because we we talked to him, and I was like, you know, of course we have to bring it to gambling, and I was like, well, you, I think you're gonna go over ten and a half, whatever it was. It's like you got some easy games on the schedule. You have Cincinnati, and right, he couldn't say enough. About Zach Taylor, he's like, oh no, he's my guy. He's going to be good. And I think they spanked him that year, but uh, two and fourteen. Yeah, you're right. It had to be night because he was two and fourteen was, and nineteen. Yeah. He was four eleven and one and twenty. Yeah. yeah. So this is only his third year, but uh, right in twenty one Super Bowl, unbelievable. This team, amazing, incredible. What goes on? Um, what else do we want to say? Oh, babyface, what did you? You want to uh, toot your own horn here? What did you say about the Chiefs? About the about the Chiefs? Well, that they'd get out to a big first half lead. Oh yeah, this is what I called. Yeah, and the uh, coach Taylor would would at halftime fire up the Bengals by saying, uh, giving them the passion Sam Weiss speech that uh, you don't play in Cleveland, you play in Cincinnati. And I, I don't know if he said that exactly, but I mean, I, I did say that on extra points you on said Friday. It. Yeah. So, All right. See, you're the big winner. Thank you. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I guess they did have odds. So odds before the game, the Bengals were at plus eight fifty to win the Super Bowl. At halftime, mm-hmm. they were thirty four to one. So that was the that's as big a number as we'll get thirty four to one to win the Super Bowl after the game plus one fifty now plus one sixty eight. Do you think this number goes up or down, uh, Harry? We'll start with you. It's four right now. Uh, I think maybe it has to go up a little bit. Maybe maybe to four and a half just because. Yeah, Cincinnati's just not that popular of a team. Small market. You're talking LA here. You're talking uh, McVeigh and, and and Stafford. You would think that it would have to go up a little bit here. Yeah, I, I would say so too. They got uh, more stars, more star power. Got uh, the, the, the eventually the fan, I don't know. Maybe the sharps will see that this is a home game. There's already I mean, been like a five hundred thousand dollar bet on the Rams money line. Hmm. Brian, what do you think uh, for that? I mean, the yeah. limits are low right now. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I would think four and a half probably makes the most sense. But is every, I mean, would you say the casual or the regular fan is rooting for the Bengals here, though? Yeah. Like, I mean, I felt, listen, I, I don't know how I did it, but I stayed away from a Chiefs teaser, even though I gave that out as the Chiefs and the under on the thing. I was like, you know what? I'm taking both underdogs. I'm going to say I'm just going to enjoy the game. I'll probably go one and one. That was the first time I enjoyed the Bengals. I feel like I've been betting against them all year, right. except yeah, for when I played the Jets and I lost the big teaser. That sucked. And then, like, yeah. I kind of, like, rolled them off. I'm like, you know, they're beating up quarterbacks in this bum division. It's like Brothelsberger is the best quarterback in that division still playing. Like, so, I was like, I don't know. This team's not going to last long. But I kind of enjoyed it yesterday. I really did. If uh, if you didn't have the Chiefs, that was uh, that was remarkable yep. to watch. Right, Parley Kid? It was, it was, Sal. Uh, I, I, I wish, uh, I wish I was a Cincy fan. They'd be a fun team to root for at this point. Yeah. So they got, they got a little of everything. Cincinnati. You could claim them as your team. Uh, if you oh, I mean, honestly, I've, I've been to, uh, I used to go to a lot of the Cincinnati Reds games. I never went to a Bengals game though. Isn't that it's unusual? Right. I never went to strange. one of their games, but went to the, see the Reds play all the time over yeah. there. So, uh, 
Yeah, it was it was a nice easy trip. Nice easy Dar- trip. Darren, the, Queens, the, uh, the Queen City. Yes, oh. Darren, Darren, the uh, the voice. The by the way, the voice of uh, the Bengals. Um, Dan Horde, who does the does the games, did hire me for my internship uh, at WTVH five before Tariqa went to ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Horde, the did? voice of the Bengals, baby. Way to bury the lead, Harry. I, I mean, we've been talking about the Bengals for 20 minutes, and you don't be, let us in on a plus nice. <laughs> That's big information. All right, well, listen. Oh, go ahead, Brian. Whatever. No, I was going to say, did he fire you too? <laughs> Harry's not allowed <laughs> to step foot in Cincinnati or Syracuse. <laughs> or Syracuse. Or Kool-Aid University. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk to TJ about these Bengals. Lots of Bengals talk ahead, and then we're going to break down the Rams and 49ers, and we'll have some NBA picks for you. All right, let's bring him in. He ranks in the top 10 of nearly every Cincinnati Bengals receiving record. He was a firm believer in the Bengals since at least week four, maybe week eight. I don't know. Depends on when you listen to him on his (laughs) Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. Let's bring him in here. Our friend TJ Ushmanzada. What's happening, TJ? Oh, how you guys doing, man? Good to be here, man. Yeah, I I was probably a firm believer. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say about week 10, 11. Okay. Yeah. What happened? What happened that what what did you see then that you made you turn the corner? Was it the rest of the quarterbacks like falling off in the division or was it something you saw specifically with the Bengals? It was if you recall the Bengals lost to the Jets, not a playoff team. Yes, I remember. Yeah. The Bears, Still not a playoff team. Cleveland, not a playoff team, but many expected to for them to be one. I, I just mm-hmm. felt like the way they started playing towards the end of the season. Like they got a chance now. Did I think they would go to the Super Bowl? I did not, but I picked them in each and every game because the way that they were playing, and we'll get into this. I'm assuming, but everybody wants to give credit to this offense. Mm-hmm. That defense is the reason they're ah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, we yeah we were actually just talking about that. Maybe you want to elaborate on that? It, it's true because the offensive numbers were I don't want to say pedestrian, but it wasn't like Josh Allen type. Like oh my god. How did they lose this game? How was this even a game kind of thing, right? Yeah. Defense did step up. I mean, you you go back to the first game. Kansas City Chiefs scored 28 points in the first half. Mm-hmm. Three in the second half. You go back to the AFC Championship. Kansas City scored 21 points in the first half. Three in the second half again. Andy Reid got really cocky, I thought, at the end of the first half. Kicked the field goal. You just mm-hmm. think you're going to blow them out, kick the field, going to come back and bite them in the ass later on. But defensively, they couldn't get pressure with four. They're rushing four of the Bengals. No pressure on Mahomes. You know, we can't get pressure with four. We might as well drop eight now and give him an extra guy in coverage. And that's what they started to do. And the Chiefs couldn't adjust. The Bengals' offense made enough plays but they're not here because of their offense. It plays a part. That defense really buckled down. Jesse Bates in the back end made big play after big play after big play. To me, that's where they won the game, and that's where the Super Bowl is that defense. Offense, we're always going to get the headlines, but you're going to go far because your defense are making the necessary plays. Yeah, this is not very offensive-minded of you. Not what I expect. I expected love from Boyd and then Higgins and Chase and everything. But, you no, you hit it on that. And, by the way, you said the smartest thing I had heard last week about the 13 seconds that the Chiefs ran a, won the game uh, against the Bills. And um, drop everybody. 
drop everybody because this guy's got three or four seconds to get rid of the ball and it's not a Hail Mary situation. And they kind of did a, a hybrid of that. It sounds like what you're saying in the second half, because we were talking about when Mahomes is so elusive, when he's spinning out of those sack situations and he, he's like, all right, he's got you dead to rights, right? And he had nothing. It was unbelievable how they couldn't adjust. And you do, do you think that was the minor difference, just rushing three instead of four? Yeah, they, they weren't getting pressure with four. So you yeah. why not drop eight in coverage? And Kansas City, didn't, Kansas City, they're like a boxer. All they want to do is knock you out with every punch. Instead of just winning around and score points, they want to mm-hmm. knock you out with every punch. And the Bengals are dropping guys in the coverage. Kansas City can throw shallow crossing routes and five-yard outs all game, but that's mm-hmm. not what they're calling. You know, they'll, they'll do that one play and then try to take five or six shot plays. You can't do that with a team that's dropping everybody back, but that's just who they are. And, and so we have a saying, you can't grin when you win and sing the blues when you lose. That, mm-hmm. That's just what the Chiefs do. They, they go for the knockout and – it just didn't work. But kudos to that defense in an offense. And I did say last week, they said, who's your X factor in the game? I said, they're going to take Jamar Chase out the game. T. Higgins have to have a big game. If he doesn't have a big game, they can't win. And T. Higgins had a big game. By the way, what, did he look bigger? Did he look like he, he grew know, like four yes. inches? Like, I remember him in the Clemson. Like, wow, there's a 19-year-old who was playing high school football last year. And like, but he really looked like he was 6'10", or like played like he was 6'10 yesterday. He's a big boy, but height-wise, yeah. he's thin, but mm-hmm. height-wise, he, he he trained out here for a bit with me uh, leading up to the draft, and yeah. he's extreme. I, I would say he's at least six four and a half, six five for sure. Yeah, yeah, but that's he, a, He's a thin guy, quiet, real quiet, but you knew they were going to take Jamar out of the game. You mm-hmm. knew that, and, and so if T didn't have the type of game that he had, it was going to be tough. He came through, yeah. the Bengals came through because that offensive line against Tennessee and even early on, I'm like, oh man, this is about to get ugly. They Here's how you know they were going to ch- take Jamar out of the game. He had 266 last time they met up. His over-under was what, Brian? Like 76? 80, 80, uh, ended up like 82, yeah. 82. Yeah. So it was like, what, 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 are we, what are we missing? Everyone's going to bet the over here and lose. And he had a, a shade under that. Um when were you the most pissed? I know you were mad at the referees. You've been mad at them like everybody else all year. But when the Chiefs won the coin toss, that must have been infuriating. Right? <laughs> you know what's crazy? I, if they change the rule, okay. It, it, it's, it's fine. You give both teams possession. It adds the intrigue of what's going to happen. But the team that gets the ball second has an advantage because they're going to always know what they need. They need a touchdown. Yeah. They have four downs. And so you, you could look at it that way as well. If they get it. Yeah. But, sure. And this is the thing yeah. though. Last week, the chiefs win the toss. They go on to win the game this week. Did mm-hmm. you hear the crowd when they want to toss? They're like, Oh, I came over, baby. They're cheering. Yeah. They thought the game was over. And so when you see stuff like that, you win it one week, you lose it the following week. It isn't the end all be all the rule it's fine as it is. If they were to change it, I wouldn't mind. It wouldn't make a difference, but I, I like the way it is because the Bengals, they made plays on defense. They knew the situation. They knew what happened last week. They were very right. aware of that. And we always look at it and say, oh, Josh Allen played a great game. Well, you had a top five defense. They should have stopped them. 
Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I guess it depends on the situation, right? Like the, it, it did seem like that defense last week was gassed and whoever got the ball was going to win. This was an under game. Cincinnati, like you said, the defense was playing well. I want to address the Super Bowl. And one thing, I, I credit you for this. And I think I hear you say it more than anybody else. Quarterbacks get too much credit when they win and too much shit when things go south. And I think your prime example of this is Matthew Stafford, if I'm if I'm right or wrong. And I feel like he's on that getting too much credit when they're winning side of things now with Cup and Odell Beckham, who's been a spectacular uh, addition, right? There. I mean, I thought when Woods was out, I was like, wow, this is this is trouble right now. And like even in the beginning of the year, Deshaun Jackson was spreading the field and everything. I was like, this is a weird little setup for him. But is Stafford about to get too much credit in the oh, next two weeks? You, you know, you know how it works, right? And, yeah. and, and I'll be honest, though. I was one when they traded for Matthew Stafford. I've been a fan of his forever. I met Matthew Stafford when he was at the University of Georgia. And mm-hmm. I was at a Nike event and he's throwing a ball. I'm like, who is this dude? And I never forgot how good of a player he was. And he is. But he was in Detroit. You know, every he couldn't win the big game. He sucks. They this and that. He goes to the Rams in a better situation, a better environment better players. And is he the Stafford that you said sucked? He padded his stats in Detroit when they were losing. And then mm-hmm. he comes to the Rams and he has a few bad games. Oh, this is Stafford from Detroit. It's always somewhere in between. Right. He has really good players playing with him in the Rams. That defense up front and back, they're really good. Linebacking core needs help. Troy Reader was a liability, I thought, yesterday. Mm-hmm. But Matthew Stafford can play. I'm not taking that away from him. But the quarterbacks, they get way too much because in your in everybody's eyes, the best quarterback, their team should always win. Brady didn't win. Mahomes didn't win. Herbert didn't make the playoffs. And so mm-hmm. it's the best team wins. But we all want to elevate the quarterback. And when they lose, Oh, his offensive line sucks. Oh, he needs better receivers. Oh, the run game's not helping him. Oh, the defense didn't help him out. Right. Football's the greatest game in the world because it's 11 guys on each side of the ball, and they all need to be working together. And if not, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I think the reason for it, it's all the things you said, but also I think fans are lazy. Like the average fan just knows the quarterbacks on every team. So in order to be right or wrong, and in order to be able to yell about something for 20, 30 seconds straight, you go right after the quarterback, right? He's great. He's bad, right? I don't know. It just seems like if they took time to learn, and I'm, I'm at fault too. I go right after the quarterback too. But if you go deeper, you go five players deep, you go past fantasy level, you'd see that there are other factors. I mean, it's we're guilty of it. And, and I say we're because I'm a part of the media now. And yeah. the media has always- Congratulations on that, by the way. Right. <laughs> the quarterback has always been put on a pedestal. I mean, you, yeah. you can go point to guys like Ryan Tannehill. He supposedly couldn't play in Miami. Was he that bad or is he as good as he is now in Tennessee? Vrabel is that good of a coach? It's just the players are better in Tennessee. He has a better supporting cast, so he's experienced more success. It's just mm-hmm. that simple. He was He's not as a bad a player as he was in Miami. He's the same player. Tennessee is just a better environment with better players and better structure. And so the media puts the quarterbacks on a pedal. Oh, you can't win without a quarterback. No, technically you can, 
You need a competent quarterback. Any quarterback, for the most part in the league, Jimmy G, look at him. NFC Championship game. And they don't want him to throw the ball more than 25 times because when he does, they lose. He's in the NFC Championship game. I know. (laughs) They made Debo Samuel running back so that Jimmy G didn't have to throw the ball. It's insane what happened (laughs) with that team. See, but there I go again, going after the quarterback. All right, Harry, you have a question for TJ before we let him go. Go Yeah, hey, TJ. Hey, listen, uh, before the season started, just wanted to let you know, I did give out on our show here. Cincinnati at plus 450 to make the playoffs. So it's all over your Bengals. But look, when we were at the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, we had a blast. And you you gave me a winner that, that when we were talking football, you gave me a winner the next week. You gave me Cincinnati. You gave me the Bengals to beat the Broncos. You told me and, and told me that why they would. But now, look, I know you were more you were very visible in that you're when we were at the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. When uh, the Beavers got upset and played <laughs> awful against Utah State, were you more upset with the Beavers, uh, how awful they looked? Or are you just more jubilant now for the Bengals, your Bengals making the Super Bowl? I was upset when Oregon State lost, j- j- just because <laughs> bowl games mean a lot. And they're playing in the L.A. area, which is a good recruiting area for Oregon State. You lose the game. The, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, it's been so long and for them to experience, dude, just two years ago, they were two and 14 draft yeah. number one, two years ago, Burrow's been great. Zach Taylor is, he's such a calming influence as a head coach that I believe they never get rattled because he doesn't get rattled. Hmm. A couple of years ago, they were saying, Oh man, this is the guy they're replacing Marvin Lewis with. He needs to be let go. And look at him now. The Super Bowl is a pinnacle of sports. And so for the Bengals, who even to this day, people will say the cheapest franchise, the laughing stock, cheap owners, for them to be in the Super Bowl, I would say I was probably more disappointed in not either team. I would have <laughs> liked Oregon State to win. The fact that the and, – and disclaimer, check this out. Preseason pick, Martin could pull this up. I had the Rams going to the Super Bowl and winning it yeah. in the preseason. In last, in last year, I had the Bucks going to the Super Bowl and winning it. Let's see. Maybe I just need to really start betting my own money. I just took all <laughs> What are you doing? What are you wasting time on? Of course, you should be betting this stuff. But are you going to stick with it? It's early in the it's early in the two week window here. But you have to pick the Bengals. You have to, right? No, I don't have to. DJ, um, <laughs> the jungle is back, buddy. The, no, the no, no, jungle no. Honestly, is back. Though, like. I, I would like to see the Bengals win, but it feels better for me that I picked a team at the start of the season. Wow. I, I like the honesty. You didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know how. Mm. You didn't know Robert Woods was going to get hurt. You didn't know they were going to acquire OBJ and Von Miller. I just picked them because I felt like with Sean McVay and them acquiring Matthew Stafford, that would put them over the top. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for the Bengals. I will see them when they're in L.A. Um, but I'm staying with my pick because it was done before the season started. All right. All right. That's very brave of you. All right. Now, when you say you'll see them in L.A., are you going to SoFi? You're sort of a SoFi jinx right now. You know, that's very <laughs> remembered with hey, Oregon State. I might staying be. away? Sal, you know what's funny, man? The true story. My son just the other day, just the other day, just yesterday asked me, are we going to the Super Bowl? I said, uh-huh. probably not. And so he, he said, why can't we sit where we sat in the morning? 
wants to sit where we sat. You know, I, I do Make have it happen, a couple. TJ. I have a couple unused tickets from that event. Maybe who knows? Maybe they're not paying attention. You scan it, you get in in that suite. Yeah, so well, I'm, I'm gonna see if I can get two sweet tickets. If I can get two sweet tickets, me and my son will be at the Super Bowl. If not, I'll be watching it from the uh, 70 inch screen here. There you go. Sucking down pineapple. <laughs> That's not bad. I know oh, the TVs. Yeah. Listen, you know how the traffic is out here. You, I mean, you, you'll, that'll be a 14 hour fiasco. And if you lose, it's uh, becomes one of the more miserable experiences. Right. I try to tell people about L.A. It, it, it's listen. the best and the worst. Only, right. only in L.A. could it be January, February and it's uh, clear skies and palm trees. Yeah, Exactly. All right. Well, clear skies, palm trees, all for the Bengals. Congratulations, buddy. You're in the Super Bowl. Nice prediction. And uh, don't ruin it by going to the game. You're going to be just fine at home. I got you. <laughs> Extra Thanks, CJ. Podcast, man, it's where it's at, man. Y'all, y'all, there you go. y'all tune in and listen to this. I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks. We love having you on, TJ. Take care, pal. My pleasure. Thanks, TJ. See you, Teach. Yes, sir. Thanks, Teach. Right. See, I don't know. I would go. I don't know if he should go or not. It's really mm, it's well, a tough decision. Yeah, it's tough who he's rooting for, too, now. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know, Eric. All right, FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. We're at 56 already? How did that happen? Uh, <laughs> Harry, we were at 52, right? It was 52. That was four years ago you lost all That's that That's right. Weight? Yeah. Lose 52 pounds by Super Bowl 52. To celebrate, new customers can bet $5 to win 280 in cash on either team to win when you use promo code against all odds when registering. That's right. You'll get your winnings in cold, hard cash. So it's 280. I'm trying to figure out what that is. Oh, that's is that oh, that's 56 times five. Duh. I get the duh of the day, Harry. Five dollars <laughs> to win 280. They know cash is always better Wouldn't than be free bets. Uh Mm. There you go. Promotions, new and existing customers. That's what FanDuel's all about. They've got same game parlays where you combine small bets for bigger wins. Tons of Super Bowl props. They already have like 50 up there. It's ridiculous. I mean, you bet oh. if the final play is going to be a kneel down or not. So mm. much. Don't miss your chance to turn five into 280 cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Use promo code against all odds to make every moment more this Super Bowl. Again, promo code against all odds exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook. Pick the final score. Turn into $600,000. My God, how great would that be? I can't believe that. That is some bet. That's the most amazing bet I've seen in a while. Right, Brian? $20 oh. pays $579,000. Picking uh, both yeah, scores. I've, I mean, I've seen some crazy ones, but nothing like that. Nothing at $20, $20 for a half a million. Now, if, if Harry would have done that and just done like $180 in bets, he could have won. He doesn't have $180. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, how excited are you after you pick 27, 24 Bengals? Are you like, all right, this is cool. Like, when do you really start getting excited for that bet? Third mm. quarter? I guess after the first one. I don't know. Yeah. It's the yeah, first not, one and uh, then yeah, maybe. it's late. Maybe at halftime in the second. I mean, in all honesty, if, mm. I mean, I don't know what type of better this guy is, but like, if that was me, I mean, I wouldn't even really be paying attention to it until yeah. maybe all of a sudden. It's like when you have the boxes on the right when you do the Super Bowl box, right, right, right. Squ square pools, like it's like whatever until it actually is like right, right at the end of it. It's like oh crap. Yeah. All right. Let's quickly talk about this 49ers Ram game. Like I said, 2017. Uh, the props real quick. I had Beckham over yards that win. Stafford to throw an interception, easy. Harry, you had Debo touchdown, nice job. 
you had Mitchell over. That was the problem. That was the problem for the 49ers. Could not get that running game going, so you went one and one. Parley kid, Beckham touchdown, and each to score two touchdowns. That's good, right? Yeah, well, yeah, well, I think there's a little mix up on that. I think it was exactly um I had oh, you both lost teams that? to score. I, no, no, I won it. Uh so I had I had for the conference play for all four teams. Right. That was a separate to thing. score yeah. two touchdowns. That mm-hmm. was separate. I think uh, I probably should have caught that on the graphic and uh, made it known, but ah, I think that right. my pick was technically my pick. One there plus touchdown by each team. In each half, um, oh, short, and I that see. was and that was a winner. It was a winner. I see. All so right. even though the game was uh, the the final score is uh, twenty seventeen, uh, both teams scored one touchdown in each half, plus one seventy four winner right there. So nice. But, but my Beckham uh, anytime touchdown was a loser. Bry, you had it. That's right. He didn't score a touchdown. Uh, Bry, cup long reception. That was good. What was the long there? Twenty. No, no, no he went, no, didn't get it. No. Oh. No, what? Wait. What was I reading? And Jimmy G under 228 went 232. Oh, crap. Yeah. That's no, no. good. <laughs> yep. All right. But we all had San Francisco plus the points, except Parlay Kid. Right. Uh, I, uh, it was a good game. I, I was like bored with the game. And then Cup scored and Debo scored. That Debo, that was a man touchdown, wasn't it? That Debo Samuel touchdown. I was like, mm-hmm. all right. These guys are great. Let, let's watch it. And then, uh, I don't know. And then at some point, you're like, neither of these coaches deserve to win. I love McVay, but those challenges were ridiculous. Like, where is so he getting bad. his info so for bad. these challenges? So Especially the first one, because he had so much time, I felt like. And, like, they gave him a good spot to begin with, and then he still wanted to challenge. It didn't make any sense. And then, the, obviously, the other one was even more obvious. I just don't know if he had like that angle or that amount of time to actually right. notice his elbow was down. But and geez, so they win bad. the game because it's because they can't, because the, the Niners didn't run the ball, right? Because I was like, I was saying, if you saw Jimmy G's stats, what I say, he had two thirty-two, two touchdowns and interception. That's about what he gets, right? Yeah. Um, and then they had no sacks. The Rams had no sacks, right? Um, you would think the 49ers win that game, but they they couldn't run the ball, couldn't run it, Harry. That right. was the right. problem right there. That was awful. His, his uh, he had been at Mitchell at average seventy-five for the playoffs. Um, he had ninety-six against Dallas. Just couldn't get rolling. I mean, his, uh, what do you have, like 20? That was it. And Debo couldn't even run either. To me, the turning point is a few of them, but uh, they're up three. Up three, the 49ers, and Rams coming back, and Jaquiski Tart drops that interception that my eight-year-old, but he was snagged at, I don't know, eight out of ten times. Maybe not wearing all that equipment and everything. He wouldn't have, but. And that change, you could feel the game change because then it's like a 25, 30 yard completion to OBJ, tack on 15 for the penalty. It's like, ah, Rams are, Rams are in the, uh, they're in business right now. And, uh, but even then, like the third and three screen, what was it? A third and three screen to Akers and they're locked into a field goal there. They like kept the 49ers in there. I know a lot of people needed the Rams minus three and a half there, uh, or, or a pick six there at the end. Um, that didn't happen, but and now they're going to the Super Bowl, and Jimmy G is probably done uh, with the 49ers. Where do you see him, Polly Kid? Can you see him with the Steelers, Giants, Dolphins, anyone like that? Oof, um, Steelers might be a good fit. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I really don't know. I haven't had a chance to think about that too much. Uh, but the Steelers might be a good destination. They have, yeah. they have uh, a pretty good team around him already. Uh, he's a winning type of quarterback. 
they're not really a team that rely, you know, traditionally that relies mm. on the, the, you know, their quarterback. I mean, Roethlisberger has been great, but uh, they're kind of, I think, can be a run-oriented, uh, run-first type of team. Right. Um, and Garoppolo can just kind of be that game manager, which he's been in San Fran. Might be a good fit. I mean, he is the perfect example, Jimmy G, of what we just talked about with TJ, with the quarterback getting too much credit or not enough credit. I mean, everybody was all over the map with Jimmy G this year. And yeah, uh, yeah. well, I think that that was the case for the last two weeks, right? Like he got right. way too much credit the week before when they won, when he did absolutely nothing. And then mm-hmm. actually, I felt like yesterday, he really, I mean, until the last two drives, he actually had a pretty, pretty, you know, usually he misses guys wide open, I feel like, or overthrows them. Yesterday, I thought he was pretty good up until those last two drives. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. But that last drive, or was the last two drives, one for six minus two yards in an interception. Mm. Yeah. A bad way to end a, your career. In I mean, it's real. He had a 10 point lead against the Chiefs, too, in the Super Bowl. It's like, I don't know. Some of these yeah. quarterbacks, some of these coaches just can't finish off the bait and get you there, but can't finish it off. All right. It's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call bad eggs. When a bet makes you sick And you make the wrong pick It's a bad egg It's a bad egg It's a bad egg Harry, Mr. Kool-Aid, start us off with your betting Okay, well, how about... How about this? Like the uh, the PGA, PGA, PGA star had a good idea this week, uh, this past week. They didn't pull. They started early. They started on Wednesday, so they didn't have to compete with the NFL on Sunday. So me and the parlay kid both kind of share this one where the final round was on Saturday. We played in the morning at plus 450. We played Zalatoris to win the tournament at, like I said, at plus 450. He was leading throughout the, the, the back nine by a stroke or two for most of the time. Get to 18. He has a putt to win it. Oh, my a, God. A five footer. All right. We can't hear you. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. You had Zalatoris. I have a, I have a feeling the parlay kid has Zalatoris, too. Is this- well, I, sell, I had Zalatoris. And, and first of all, I was the guy who said to Harry, he yeah. wanted to go Rom. He wanted to go Rom. I said, Zalatoris right. is the guy. <laughs> Let's jump on him. Yeah. All right. The guy... Uh, you know, it, he looked like he was going to win. I mean, Rom was there. He was in a mix. But the, basically, last 12 holes, if he gets one birdie, he wins the tournament. He pars the last 12 straight holes straight. And then on the 18th, where he needs to birdie to win. Uh, what well, I don't know. Harry could tell you. Uh, five footer, seven, eight foot, Five footer, I was going to say maybe seven or eight at the most. He bounces it I, there. It couldn't. I'd never seen somebody miss it. Mm-hmm. By so much, wait, wait, as soon as he hit it, you're like, that's, that's not going in. Usually like, you know, you watch the <laughs> golf and you're like, that could go in. Yeah. As soon as he hit it, I was like, honestly, I could have, and I'm on, I'm a terrible golfer, terrible putter, but I think I would have been closer. I could not believe it. And then he, he goes into, um, wow. uh, you know, playoff against list who had hadn't, Hit a ball for three hours. That's the whole thing. Sitting, when you figure like you got in the just, clubhouse. Just got I mean, a stroke for two hours. Hitting yeah. balls, but and never won. Never won on tour. Yeah. List hits the first shot into the sand. Mm-hmm. Zalator, I go, Harry, we're good. Zalatoris hits his first ball two inches next to it in the sand. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, it's, I've never seen it before. They literally, there was two inches separating the balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was then weird. The next, and then 
the next uh the 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 remaining play was fantastic. Uh list third shot was a beauty, was right, you know, he was gonna birdie the hole. Zalatoris, now he's got a seven or eight foot putt to, to maybe force a second round of a playoff. Same thing. He it was a, <laughs> a terrible putt. Uh, guys, why did you get me into this crap with golf? <laughs> this is good. As soon as I, he I hit it, he was walking towards year. it. Darren, he was walking I, towards I it. I guarantee you, I don't win one tournament this Hold year. Hold on, Fandle <laughs> lets you buy out of bets now, though, right? You could have, you could have uh, cashed. Yeah, I, right? I mean, uh, there was I could have cashed plus, out. I guess at some point, in the, going into the out. overtime, right? Or but, I mean, yeah. at it fifty bucks like plus four fifty, Sal. At fifty bucks plus four fifty, uh, you could have bought out. Fanduel was allowing us to buy out at about one forty-eight. You should always buy out, Harry. That's that's her advice for you. But now Zalatoris is again. fun. Baby, well, my, Harry, my, Harry didn't pay for the Wi-Fi, so he couldn't do oh, it. That's right. Well, had he won this, it might have been a different story. Yeah, I was uh, in Phoenix still. My uh, my agent, James Baby Doll Dixon, is I'm on the board of directors at Wake Forest. Yeah, Zalatoris is a good kid. I he know he knows Emily and Grace. They they've gone to parties before. He says that should have helped. He's that a nice guy, somehow. thin guy, really thin. But yeah, yeah, there you go, Zalatoris. I love that guy. Uh, yeah, uh, I had a day at plus four hundred, and I think it was like winning the first three holes, and then I went to do something. It was like ah. Uh, he fell off. But yeah, that is uh, infuriating when you just need to make up one stroke in like an hour and a half. And the guy in the clubhouse comes out and he still has something in him um, to oh, win this thing. Crazy. Uh, all right, Brian, what's your betting? Well, I had a nice weekend overall with the Bengals and 49ers uh, getting points. But uh, I will say on Saturday, I tried to mess around with some college basketball, got slaughtered. I think I lost every game I had. But uh, <laughs> the real thing that was bad was just yesterday, my player props. Just I just got killed on them. I, you know, we were just talked about it before, but I had the cup over 20 and a half longest reception. He had the one for 25. But if you remember, he had that one drop across the middle during that game. It was a big part of that game. Oh, yeah. Where that he was, was definitely he was definitely going over 25, oh. if not if not or 28 and a half, if not scoring on that play. That was probably a score that he blew. Mm-hmm. So so that sucked losing that one. I had Mixon over 29 and a half receiving yards. It looked like he was going to get it on that last reception, but he ended at 27. Um, I had the Jimmy G under 229 and a half. He ended at 232. Mm. So that lost. So all of my player props lost within a few yards. But the funny thing is um, that Jimmy G under 229, I might have given out a 228, but mm. his last. So I had a friend who bet it under 232 and a half. He was actually at 235 on his mm. on oh, the yeah. one pass. He lost three yards and my buddy won the bet at 232 because he went to 232 on that last pass where he got picked off. If the receiver catches that pass, he goes under the 220. He goes to like 228, 227 because it's like going to be yeah. a five yard loss unless he completed the next oh, pass on fourth and like 20. So that's that sucked, too, because I was actually thinking, holy shit, if he catches mm-hmm. this ball. Uh, I may win that bet. But in general, my player props just <laughs> Bro, I somehow Suck. didn't have a scour neck to score a touchdown. Oh God! <laughs> that no. guy looked like there was no one. There was never a guy more wide open that looked like he didn't have a chance to, to catch the ball. Then uh, right, know right. I know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just flat so true. Around. Uh, all right, let's hear the bed aches music again. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. 
All right, BetX is brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bet. The only thing more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs is prop swapping the NFL playoffs. Yes, January was PropSwap's biggest month ever. Bettors across the country cashed in on their Super Bowl futures, like Jamie from New York, who sold a $100 25 to 1 Bengals Super Bowl ticket for a thousand bucks. The buyer got great odds. Jamie made 10 times his money. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you always find the best odds. Collect the most money for your bets. Use promo code ODDS ODDS when you make your first deposit. PropSwap will double it up to 500 bucks. Double the cash means double the odds. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. Now it's time for another edition of the Extra Prop of the Week. This week, we go to the hardwood. Thursday night, Suns and Hawks. Harry, total number for Trey Young points plus Chris Paul assists. About uh, 40. All right, close to the average. 29 and 11. Trey is averaging 27. CP3 has 10 assists average per game. To enter, tweet us your guests at Extra Points Pod and at PropSwap with the hashtag Extra Prop. Hashtag Extra Prop. You must be following both accounts to win. The winner gets a $350 Phoenix Suns championship ticket. That's the win 350. Yeah, why the hell not? Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. I bought a prop on PropSwap. It was the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And uh, so you could blame me right there. <laughs> that is money down the drain. Let's go to tonight's action. NBA, this is the only, well, it was the only good game on the board between two winning teams, I think. And now Embiid is out. So Sixers were three and a half home for the Grizzlies. Now the Grizzlies are three and a half, uh, laying three and a half. Two, oh, now it's four to the Sixers. Parley Kid, go first. What do you like? 217 and a half is the over-under. Yeah, it's, oh man, the Grizzlies are fun. Again, another team you wish you were a fan of. Uh, they got a bright future uh-huh. ahead of them. Sal, I'm taking a prop here. Um, and I, I'm, I'm laying a lot here at minus 194. Jaron Jackson Jr. over uh-huh. half an assist at minus 194. I think this is just a fun play. I just think this could end really quickly or it could be agonizing to the very bitter end. <laughs> half of an assist. You just got to pass a ball and a guy's got to make a shot. That gets Wait, me the show winner. Him again. Show him again so he can see it. Make the pass. Yeah. Catch, shoot, goes in. I'm a winner at minus one ninety four. Late a lot, Jaron Jackson. Bro- brother, All right. brother John pass, would say that mo- that motion's pass, no good. There. Pass the ball. That was pretty good, Harry. I like that. Pretty good. All right, uh, brother Bry, you have this. Uh, this is your uh, pick of the day on extrapoints.com where you guys get free picks every single day. Oh, yeah. And I got this at three and a half for the Grizzlies. So getting three and a half versus now laying four, but I would still lay the four, even though it swung seven and a half without Embiid. Um, Just the way, you know, like Parley was saying, the way the Grizzlies have been playing have been, I mean, they've been playing phenomenal, but they're a really fun team to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are the best team in basketball against the spread. They're 17 and seven against the spread on the road. The Sixers have struggled as a home, uh, Home team at nine and fourteen against the spread, and then also Grizzlies four and one against the spread as in a way underdog. So I, 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 yeah, I could see this now with Embiid not playing. I could see this being a blowout here for the Grizzlies. All right, well, you know what? I did this before the Embiid news, but I'm going to stay with it. Seth Curry, not Steph, said the the better brother, Seth. What the hell happened to Steph? <laughs> Steph is now fourth, like odds wise for MVP. I know. I'm losing my he's mind. Been, that, that big money well, on him. I think that's a loss now. He's just, well, he's had such a, he's shooting, you know, he's shooting like 
31, 32% for three for the last like month and a half. Crazy. A well, if Embiid keeps getting hurt, that's, uh, and we know he will. Uh, so maybe he'll be in the top three. <laughs> but Seth Curry <laughs> under 16 and a half. The last 10 games, he's averaging 11. I know I went against the grain last week with this. I bucked the trend, you know, but I'm sticking with the under here. Last 10, he's averaging 11. Last three, eight, five, and eight. He averages a point more uh, on the road, which whatever, but, uh, you know, so that's good. Good for me right now, but he's been ice cold from the field and especially from three. And uh, speaking of three, that's how many points he had in his one game against Memphis last year. I'm going under 16 and a half. Seth Curry, Harry, you're having a little fun with this. Listen, I can't get enough of these same game parlays, especially in. He really texts me all the time the, the about NBA. the same game parlays. <laughs> so yeah. much fun. He's Look. like, this is all I want to do. Yeah, because it's cheating. It, <laughs> it, is. it really is. It is tell, cheating. Tell That's why I like one. it. You're right. What is it? I, I had a ten teamer yesterday in the uh, in the uh, in the early game with the Bengals. So uh, <laughs> look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a four player uh, same game parlor here. It pays plus one fifty. Uh, John Morant twenty five points or more at minus one seventy two. He leads Memphis obviously in scoring. Eight in, in eight straight games. His last six games he scored thirty or more. So twenty five or more at minus one seventy two. And Morant. At least one three-pointer at minus 650. He's hit at least one in seven of his last eight games. Parlaying that with uh, Tobias Harris uh, of the Sixers, he's going to have to pick up the scoring slack with him beat out. Minus 1,100, 15 points or more. Nine of his last 10, he scored 15 or more. And at least one three-pointer at minus 380. Ten of his last 11 games, he's hit at least one. So you put those four together. Morant, 25 points or more. Morant, at least one three. Tobias Harris, at least one three. And 15 points or more. Hayes, plus 150. All right. If you that sounds like that, that sounds like cheating. We're it gonna does. That's why it's gonna cash in. <laughs> Plus one fifty. That's the only reason he's doing it. Oh, he loves Did it. Did you actually put that in? Because I've put stuff I didn't. I don't think that always works. On Did Fandor. you try that, Harry? Did that work? Does those oh, combinations work. work? Absolutely. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm telling you, it'll work. You haven't yeah. tried it yet. All right, but you know that it pays 150. All right. Yeah. So you got, you did out. try it. You try to put it in. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, we've done enough here. That thanks to TJ Hushmanzada. Lots of fun. We will be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about Tampa. I want to talk to Eddie Spaghetti about what oh, he thinks yeah. of this uh Giants hire, uh, Royal Rumble reactions, Josh McDaniels. Want to talk to Brother Bry about that. And uh lots more. Heading your way for spaghetti, for meatballs, for babyface Joel Solomon, the Jenner trifecta, and TJ Hushmanzada. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.